your Money and Your Life podcasts by Mojas Druid to help you navigate life's legal and financial challenges. In this episode of the Mojas Druid podcast, we thought it might be quite interesting to meet a relatively new member of staff. Ben Morris has joined us this year and he has brought with him a huge amount of experience, some 20 years in HR. And that experience is helping to shape the practice. He is head of people and performance. And with that comes the responsibility of moving the firm to another stage. That's great and it's exciting. But in addition to that, he's also bringing those skills, not least of which those surrounding areas of mental health and performance management, to our clients. So we thought it might be quite useful to have a conversation with Ben, get to know the man and what he's doing out there by way of keeping himself focused. And you'll be blown away with some of the things that he's currently undertaking. I'm certainly thinking about what I'm gonna be doing with my fitness routines from now on. I'm sure you're gonna enjoy listening to this conversation and finding out a little bit more about Ben Morris. I'm delighted to welcome to the Mojas Druitt podcast today, a chap who's joined Mojas Druitt as Head of People and Performance Management. One thing I want to do, first of all, is find a little bit more about the man that I've been sitting close to in the office for a while. In terms of your um, career, well, actually, before you get into the career, the educational um, aspect, schools and the like, were there any influences on your you could see that, oh, you're thinking back, actually, I could see now why I ended up where I did in my career because somebody guided me on that path. Not not so much explicitly like that. There are, you're casting, casting the mind back, there are a couple of key key individuals who are really, really influential in just laying the breadcrumbs for things became became the base of a source later on, I think. Um, that encouraging encouragement of curiosity is a big thing thing for me and I, I think that i try to try to bring it through in 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 some of the stuff and we'll we'll talk about what i do outside of work but some of the stuff i do inside and outside of work and for my own personal sense of um applying some curiosity to things so how rather than being a bad thing is how how good can we be approaching that um life in life in that way and obviously as a teenager secondary school secondary school boy that's a challenging sort of time for time for development and um but it was yeah a couple of couple of key influences in there who who demonstrated some of those things around around compassion around self-acceptance although i wouldn't they wouldn't have described it in those terms and i wouldn't have known it in those terms but looking back on it what they were doing through from what i know now yeah. i can see how that's that's helped shape it both at school and and then early early experiences in in sport as well a mixed a mixed bag of bag of bits and pieces and and some and some work experience outside um outside from an early early age i was in the in the workforce at 14 and part-time oh what were you doing then uh i was working in a pub busy busy riverside that's pub um job. it was it was great i was out Shy fourteen-year-old first first day rocked up on a Sunday um, before the pub was open. Um, terrified about going around the back of the pub to to get in. So e- even that, just coming out of my shell to to go, um, do I belong here? And then being out in the public, collecting collecting plates, collecting glasses, stacking stacking shelves, moving on to um, 
moving moving barrels um and then that that helped in in time as i started moving them in a way that the health and safety executive would absolutely nail the landlord for um but it helps we're getting onto something here aren't we we're yeah getting... we are we called it a, a potman uh there to yeah. collect the collect the glasses collect the plates yeah, all yeah. of all of that a bit of that um some some shifts doing doing the cleaning before work and cleaning up the dining room after after the diners had diners had left but while the pub was still the bar was open. Good social interaction. You certainly see life in a pub, don't you? You do, uh, all sorts. Um, and and because of you know, Riverside Pub as well, there was a, a blend of blend of locals, blend of um, tourists or or grockles, depending on your perspective. Um, you know, a necessary necessary lifeblood for the community, but equally a pain in the bum. Um, so you get that early exposure to that tension of um, I want I want something, but equally I could really do without it. Yeah. <laughs> And I suppose at 14, 15, 16, as you're developing, you, I, I, you, I'm guessing you were quite a sporty guy, or still are, but but that, that was something that was a big part of you. Not you so much. Oh, really? Um, I yeah, I, was, um, I wasn't I was massively sporty. I played, I played cricket um, a, a fair bit, but I didn't, I didn't take up, um, I didn't take up rugby until I was 15, 15, 16. I, volu- I volunteered to get stuck into it at that point. Um right. And and that was important. That that choice element, I think, um, helped a lot. And so I, I kicked on. I kicked on from there. Uh, played played a bit at school. Um, we did we did quite well. Joined a joined a local club. Um, I had one day where I played. We had a morning fixture, which was quite unusual for school. I played in the morning, then rocked up at the adult club for the afternoon to what I thought was turning out for the thirds. Ended up having my first team debut. Um, and then that sort of led to bringing myself out of my shell. I was in, interviewed with the club uh, on local BBC radio um, just before coming down to Bristol for, for university. And they said, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'll seek out a local club and see if I can train with them. Um, yeah. And and I did. I turned up at Bristol. I cycled down to the memorial ground. Um, and in, in a, I'm, I'm still quite shy. I'm not sure whether people will buy that or not, but it was a, it was an, completely atypical move for me I, I cycled down to the memorial ground and said hi just wondering if i could have the number of somebody involved in the colts team i've got no no illusions of playing i'd just like to come along train and, and see if i can pick up some bits and they said here you go i phoned them up um turned up to a turned up to a training session um and i ended up i was lucky enough to play play colts of bristol went to went on tour to south africa at the end of the end of the season wow um but it, it was from just a being curious to go i'd like to what can i learn from this i mean we all find our, our, our moment and and still <laughs> you're pushing yourself you're you're uh you're finding ways to stay fit and healthy and we'll have a look at the, how that links to the overall mm. uh mindset and and our well-being generally the but just for our our listeners sake it'd be useful to know a little bit more about your climb to fame in certain areas of work. and something you were explaining to me the other day uh, in a conversation with a colleague was was the um the training that you were putting towards a particular competition tell me a little bit about kettlebell uh yes kettlebell so the um for those of, those who don't know the the cannonball looking lump of metal with a with a handle on the top i uh, come in come in a variety of variety of weights there is um the this kettlebell as you see sort of popularized in um and through and you see in, in commonly in the gym and then there's the most traditional more traditional form that took root in 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 russia from over the last couple of hundred years and has um morphed into um 
there's a variation called the pentathlon which is five different five different lifts from from within the within the sports catalog and you you have six minutes at each lift and um, once you pick up your your weight to do that lift so you nominate your the weight you're going to lift yeah. um you have six six minutes to give it a go um if you put it down that's the end of your set um no more no more going then you get five minutes rest and then you move on to the next one um six minutes of that five minutes rest and rinse and repeat for the five exercises which is a bit random um and for since i stopped playing rugby i'm mean, looking for looking for ways find finding that connection find something that does does something sort of I'll, bouncing of, across a few different challenges i've done done some ultra marathons and dabbled with indoor rowing and and had some had some mar- marginal success with that but uh stumbled across this pentathlon thing and i went oh, that's, that sounds stupid i'll i'll give it a go found a found a coach and so two years that's two years ago august uh just so just passed uh last year i was lucky enough to get selected for england and went to the world championships in belgium um where i picked up a bronze medal um which was a came as a came as a big surprise i i didn't i did my lift uh, i was delighted i'd hit a personal best but because of the nature of you've got 12 12 people on platforms um yeah. and you've just got your own score so i had no idea what others have been lifting yeah. what weights or how they how they got on but i was i was rinsed out and i was i was chuffed a bit so i'd done i'd gone along with the um and i I'd taken gold in Ireland, uh, the Irish Opens in July. I'd had a nightmare at the UK Opens and sort of qualified by the back door. Um, and so I went with the intention of just, I want to enjoy every moment of the experience because I may never get to do this again. And yeah. someone has spoke to the team and what do you mean? I said, well, nothing's nothing's given. You know, this, I may not be able to afford it again. I may not qualify again. There's There's yeah. a whole host of reasons why this may never happen to me again. So I just want to enjoy the experience. A week and a half, away as we record this i'm i'm off to hungary to to do it again yeah wow so the same mindset might be a good idea this is this is this is the, this is the mentality of the sportsman isn't it finding it is. that place that happy place that delivers results so you're not overthinking nothing's getting in the way you're not overconfident you're not lacking in confidence it's just that sweet spot of yeah i'm just going to take the moment and enjoy it and I, I think by luck or judgment or by clever planning, that's exactly what you did, isn't it? Previously, it it is. It, it was it was intentional. Um, I think I I got myself quite worked up, and and there were you know work factors and and other factors that led into not ideal preparation for the UK K Open. But I I got too fixated on the result um, yeah. and forgot about what actually leads to to the result. So yeah, that's that's where I went, and uh, you know I think um frankel victor frankel talks about happiness ensuing rather than being pursued and um i forget which probably kierkegaard i, I think talks about happiness being a door that opens uh opens inwards so the more you push on it the more um the more you can't open it um and it, it's that trying to find that balance as you say between what goes into getting the results you want um versus getting the results you want and too many of us fixate on the results and not what we need to do to get there Absolutely. Um, I'm going to move on from this because I think mm. we haven't exhausted your ta- many talents in the physical exertion stakes. I am going to mention one more small thing because you, you, you've referenced the fact that I'm sure like um, myself, you, you were fascinated by like the world's strongest man and feats of daring do by people <laughs> like Jeff Capes. Uh, I think he was a Peterborian um, and, and, and others, uh, Daley Thompson and, and the likes. And there are pictures on social media of you 
on the end of a piece of string on the other end of the piece of string <laughs> is a very large lorry. <laughs> so, so you're not averse to a truck pull either. No, um, that were again one of my random random things. Yeah, love love world's strongest man. No, no Christmas for me is complete without sitting on the sofa with a box of box of chocolates and admiring other people doing lots of work. My sister got me a, a second hand copy of Jeff Jeff Cape's autobiography one one year for my birthday, and so stumbled into strongman at um, along the way and rocked up at an amateur one and and there was a truck pull. Yeah. Uh, I just sort of drove drove in, saw the truck, and just went <laughs> and laughed. It just this is. Beautiful lunacy. How you <laughs> um, it, It's it's an experience. Yeah, but it's uh, it. it's it, one of those things. You, I think it speaks to my my outlook on things. Is um, ironically, given how many things I, I've declined to do when I was younger because I was worried about getting them wrong. Yeah. Um, but as I've as I've got a little bit a little bit older, a little bit grayer in the beard, and uh, less hair on top, a, a bit more. Why not? Why not try it and see what happens? Um, and so just to just to give it a go to if the worst thing that could have happened was straining and heaving and pulling and sweating and veins throbbing on my forehead and the truck going nowhere. Yeah. And so the social embarrassment of that would have been, would have been pretty hard, but it's, it's not an easy thing. Um, And that's not what happened, but it was just to be able to, to say at some point I gave it a go. Absolutely. Um, It's it's pretty cool. And you live to tell the tale. I uh, did. Moja's drew it, and you 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 knew the managing partner Sean McDonough. Um, what what is it about the firm? What what because you've 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 moved from a from a a large firm based in Bristol. Yeah, but based in Bristol, but an international international presence. Um, I I'd done. I'd had a, a good innings there. I'd, I'd achieved achieved some good good things. Covered a couple of different roles. Developed some people through, and I, I'm yeah. I look back on. Well, given to being proud of proud of what I do, but yeah, look back and think, yeah, I'm I'm all right with that. Um, I I don't want to inflate Sean's ego by telling him it's um it's his his charm and personality, but he, <laughs> <laughs> I um he reached out to me because I I um in conjunction with my sister run run my own um director of Morris Consulting, so I have the ability to do some some outside outside work. And so Sean reached out to me um about doing some doing some training with the with the team. I was in interested in um in his desire to to work on some of the um resilience factors, particularly for our crop of our now our crop of trainees. Um and we talked about we talked about coaching and so um had some conversations with some of now now colleagues uh, coaching conversations and through that I then had a conversation with with Sean and he he described what he was hoping to achieve with this role and I was really um you know how might it work and so we had some conversations around that and then said would you be interested and it hadn't occurred to me because and there's there's a bit about self-story we might have some time to time to get into the stories we tell ourselves but um, hadn't occurred to me that it was leading to to that or might lead to that. Um, and yes, I was I was interested. But what what really really appealed to me is the the ambition of the role, the the desire to. It's not just about increasing. In fact, it, it's almost driven by an awareness of the increasing pressure on on people to to help. How can we how can we achieve the same with less um, pressure on people? The bearing in mind that pressure is not entirely external how can we how can we help people bring out the best in them best in themselves to achieve the same amount for less um 
for less effort, which I think is is an interesting interesting approach for a, for business. I, I think there are too many that don't take that that way, and as a result of that, you then build your capacity to do to do more. But that um, that steer into what we we might talk about in a different in more technical terms as a sort of psychosocial kind of approach to um development and performance in it its roundest sense so rather than just numbers 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 but how do we how do we achieve those how do we build to those really appealed to me um and given that i've spent a fair amount of time talking to people about and helping them push their the boundaries of their comfort zone if not stepping outside their comfort zone um it would have been pretty hypocritical of me to say oh no it's a bit scary because it's only it's unusual i'm comfortable where i am um i it's been so far it's early it's early days but the, the firm's fantastic um you know superb bunch of people to work with yeah i can vouch for that and with the role that you have um mm. obviously there's 20 years oh we don't mind saying but it's obviously 20 years plus of experience education training a huge amount of knowledge that you're bringing to obviously to support staff but in addition there's an external focus which could help the firm's clients so in a typical i mean if there is such a thing as a typical client situation or typical situations how might you be engaged with one of the clients i think there's a number of different different angles on angles on that i think in in the same way as we would do we would do internally but it trying to figure out what it is first and foremost trying to figure out what what are we actually trying what are we looking at here what's what's going to be a helpful what are we trying to trying to address because we we quite often uh, as businesses and as individuals get caught up in addressing the symptoms rather than looking at what's what's creating these things that we're seeing on the on the surface and what's going to what's going to help um and we talked a little bit about off air of that sort of people going i must must solve something so put in a solution in place you go ta-da um and then wonder why either people don't buy into it or it just causes problems further down the line and and we see that in i don't know coding as an example particularly um inexperienced coders will see a line of code and go oh that looks a bit odd tweak the code um and then not look downstream to see what falls up falls over as a result of result of that and and that sort of contributes to websites collapsing and all and all sorts so i think for i think for clients you we've got the option for um face face to face or on online training those um whether that's uh, straight talks and we've, we've i've done some good things with with those um men's mental health um health and health and performance awareness that sort of thing sort of sparking the sparking the interest for people to to introduce this as a concept that you might then want to to explore further so those are as awareness talks or building them out into workshops so you go okay so here's some awareness here's some skills here's how that might might work i do um i'm qualified mental health first aid instructor for adults as well so there's um there's a a different side to the the performance coin there um all these all this coaching which is how i came to came to really be working with Moses Drews in the first place and and that can be done on on an individual basis or or small groups depending on what it is we're trying to try to address the mental health first aid mm instructor that that for me it sounds a little bit like you're breaking the glass and bringing somebody in as, a, as almost you know paramedic style but for mental health um is it as dramatic as that or is it is this is, is it a preventative approach or, or are there two sides of the coin 
it, it can be. Uh, I think one of one of the things um, I ne- I never set out to be a campaigner really, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I am. I'm I'm ter- terribly British, and I'm I'm passionate about it in a in a sort of low level, um, non non enthusiastic, not actually identifiably passionate sort of a way um, about about enabling people. And I think um, there are there are times when we do we do work with people on the mental health first aid course on how do you how do you navigate a suicidal crisis that those moments where you have that break the break the glass um but i i think one of the one of the powerful strands that comes through and one of the many light bulb moments i've seen over the over the years of doing the doing the training with different groups in different contexts is the is the concept that actually we all have mental health um, that mental health isn't just there when it goes badly. It's uh, when you're when you are fully fully firing on all cylinders, and my my deflector shields are fully charged, and you can't touch this. It's all just water off a duck's back. That's um, good mental health. Yeah, you're in a you're in a good place. You can handle life's ups and ups and downs with in with spirits and in ways that are important and demonstrate your values. To the other end of the spectrum, where you just want to pull the duvet over your head. Um, I just hope the world will go away and leave you the hell alone yeah. and all stops in between and, and recognizing that actually if we can take steps to to influence that or make the most of where we where we are and while it's not technically on the on the curriculum for mental health first aid the it's introduced by um to 100 mindset by chris shambrook who worked for years with the british olympic team sports psychologist that um Sort of calibrating yourself for a for a few for a short period of, of time beforehand, so you know you know what's what does ten out of ten Ben look like um, versus what does two out of ten Ben look like four out of ten. So I I know roughly what my calibration is, and then my task is to boots hit the floor in the morning. Um, you know, where where do I score? Um, today's a scanning scanning system, scanning where I'm at. So I think today's a six out of ten Ben. Now my challenge is: can I get a hundred percent of that six? And what that does is free you up a bit to perform to that rather than using what energy you have on beating yourself up for being less than a, less than 10 out of 10 and perhaps returning 80% of that six is, is not a great return. A hundred percent of that six still gives you a cracking, a cracking yeah. effort. Um, and so I, I think the, the, facilitative bits of mental health first aid those constructive bits that you build a community around it to go there are things you can do to help people when they're down but also you can do to um reduce the variance between the the peak and the trough and i think that's our that's really our challenge is not that we have a steady steady state all the way because that's not life probably not terribly that's not life it's not terribly healthy really um you know the ups and downs of life are what gives it its its flavor the what what we're after is not spending too long in the in the doldrums um and being able to if you hit your trough how can i how can i come back out of that quicker and healthier yeah. and, and perhaps reduce the reduce the the amplitude the the depth the difference between the peak and the peak and the trough so if i can get my my average up um across the piece then, then actually i've got reason to look back and be yeah, even when I'm feeling pretty pretty rubbish, um, I've got reason to look at look at things and go, eh, okay, yeah. And it's at a, at a very not trying to overly simplify this, but I think I think it's a lot to be said for being happy. 
you know, finding finding a space where you can you can be content and happy with what you're about, what you're doing in personal life, obviously, but but at work. And there's a mindset with a lot of people with a traditional mindset of thinking you're not supposed to be happy at work. You know, work is work is a means to an end. I need to get a paycheck. I need to then go and use that paycheck to do the things that make me happy. Work gives us that context for self-fulfillment, for engagement with others, for for bringing out the, the best in us, far more so than our leisure time. Yeah. Um, and it's that that sort of paradox of I want to I want to spend less time at work so I can spend more time in um, in other things. But actually, I'm I'm as likely to get healthy outcomes from being in work as I am from those other things. Yeah, everyone's mileage varies, of course, but yeah, and and you can you can see the the absolute definition of that in people who have failed to let go at the point where you should be nearing the point of retirement or you know slowing down and and be thinking about succession um hanging on to reminds me of the old joke about old solicitors never retire they just lose their repeal um <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it, but it's that idea of going on and on and on and on and on not j- adjusting the you know maybe you've got lots of energy but put the energies into something where Perhaps others can come up, others can take over. Um, yeah, I think succession is a big point. It's a big thing in the legal sector as well, as you're well aware. It's a, it's a tough one in the in the legal legal sector. The yeah that that building building that environment where you can you can share that um, yeah your repu- your reputation your 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 business case is built on your your personal, but it, it's a it, it's a change in your career as you step through um and making sure that the organization is aligned to that so that you're what you're rewarding and encouraging in behavior is, is that um achieving through others as you as you come up so that you 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 get into that you equip people with with the skills because they're not something you learn at the early stage of your career necessarily equip people to be able to able to do that and then ensure that you're talking to that and you're rewarding that so that they you get that sense of as an individual I'm I'm I don't have to feel grubby about delegating the work to other people because the success is a team success then rather than my individual yeah exactly. billing, time recording client results it's all of our client results and and actually all of that accumulated wisdom and experience that I have um serves our clients better if I can spread that across the team it there's you know there's there's a business continuity argument in there for sure um if you want to make it less soft and fluffy exactly <laughs> And and so that's that's like the the Gen X and the uh, and the and the baby boomers taken care of. <laughs> but when we when we look at the other the other uh, end, and we'll just sort of skip past the millennials. But looking at Gen Zs as a younger generation coming through, and the generation that's going to come um, along from after them as well, I think we're seeing an increasing or decreasing um, average tenure in the place of any single place of work. What, what I mean by that waffle is people are leaving their jobs much quicker. <laughs> They're not sticking mm. around. They'll come in, they'll do a couple of years if you're lucky, and then they'll go and find another job. I think the average is about two to three years, but it's reducing. And I think that's been an impact potentially of COVID. Um, that's hand- and, but I think it was a trend that had already started. Did, would, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think so. There's a, I, I think it, it it's an amplification of probably what I what I saw coming through. You know, everyone going to going to college or uni targeting graduate schemes. So you you come out as a freshly minted manager with not not a hint of experience under your belt. 
Um, and then by the by the age of 30, you're you're quite you could potentially, if you're on on one of those high potential schemes, be quite well advanced and go, oh my God, I've got another 35 years of work to go. Where do I go from go from here? Where, you know, prior to to that sort of generation, the might it feels like, and and that's that's always a danger, of course. It feels like there's more expectation of you you earn your you earn your straps you you come in you do your time you you still have to accumulate the knowledge and experience and be able to demonstrate that to then to then be able to advance but there's a there's an element of time time served with that um to to necessarily get there but but, yeah that's where where apprenticeships come in is kind of there's nothing new under the sun um a variation on that but yeah that that instant gratification the the you know the, the dopamine hit in a in a internet and an app based age where you just go if it's not a I, I engage with someone on online for a, a training program the during COVID um, not surprisingly not the only person out there looking for stuff to stuff to do um and I, I hit purchase and nothing happened um oh oh god I've been scammed um so i dropped the guy an email and um over in the states and as the clocks clocks change he said uh hi you should find it in your inbox now it's all manual um so i got your purchase i process it i i pass it through and you go wow sorry to have been that guy um going nagged but it sort of took me by by surprise but there's there's hints of that on everything on demand yeah um and so some of some of what we do what you can do in, in coaching and some of that self-awareness and self-acceptance bit is that building building that patience and you know there's a little a little bit of frustration is not the end of the world and yeah other things being equal we're probably in it for a long time you know we're we're not gonna have the benefit of um (laughs) defined benefit pension scheme so yeah we are going to be working for a quite a while but the other side of that is if you're going to be working for quite a while you you want to do i what's wrong with sampling it tasting I want to. I want to t- taste a board. I want to see what see what's out there before I settle um, settle in a career. Um, and that that that's the I suppose the flip side is the shoehorning pe- kids in from you know twelve. I want to be a doctor, lawyer, whatever it might be. Um, and then everything's steering towards that point. Um, why not get a breadth of experience and then narrow it down to your your area of expertise as you as you progress forward? But it's a challenge for for employers for. Well, that's great, Ben. But how the hell do we manage that? Yeah, I mean, it's managing the expectation of the staff as to what, where they see themselves and where they see their careers, and keeping them engaged, um, and being quite direct about it when when we're looking about you're talking about performance and production and productivity. Mm. Um, you really want to retain the people that are making that difference. And yes, there are all types and individuals, but you don't want to be losing the individuals that have got what you can see to be a very bright future and help to shape and the future leaders of the business as well. Yeah, I think we have to be, there's a diversity angle in, in there as well, David. We we have to be careful about making assumptions about what people want from their career. Um, so having that conversation with them about, we can we can see a bright future for you in this. You go, that's, um, that's lovely, but it doesn't interest me. What they want. Yeah, because we... People want to do well, but they want to do well in things they care to do well in. Yeah. Um, so you might say to someone, "Oh, you you make an amazing finance director," and they look at you blankly and go, "Why would I want to be a finance director, or lawyer, or heaven forbid, a HR person?" <laughs> well, worst professions. Um, I, I think 
Well, actually, right at this time, there is a huge demand for people such as yourselves with with the skill sets that you've got. Um, and, and if somebody wanted to reach out to you, Ben, and, and have that conversation about, I mean, their own organisation, they, they perhaps needed some an exploration of a particular range of issues that they want to solve. How can they find you? Um, contact me via via Mojas Drew. It's ben Ben Morris at mojasdrew.com is the is the easiest easiest way. That way, if I'm in in meetings with with other people, I can come back and and get back in touch with you as soon as I can as soon as I can after. Um, reaching out to us, I, I think we can we can put my my telephone numbers in the um notes. in the show yeah. notes to go with it. Um, those those can work. I'm I'm always happy. I'm not I'm not as um on LinkedIn as perhaps I ought to be as a as a professional. Um so you, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, but it might take a while for me to to pick it up on there. But e- email to Mojas Druid is you're the, a bit of a conundrum. You you don't post that much stuff, but when I look at your engagement, it's off the chart. <laughs> you have the potential of being a massive influence on LinkedIn, um, but you choose not to well, maybe that's why <laughs> it's, it's sort of little, you know, the, the small amount, the small nuggets of, of fantastic content, and everybody's waiting for that next one to come through because you are, yeah, you. I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke. You have got a very strong <laughs> engagement on LinkedIn for the posts that you put out there. Um, Thank you. I, I think the, there's I'm not a, trying, um, like, from a marketing point. I'm not trying to suggest <laughs> turn you into this I, LinkedIn influencer. God forbid. Um, but I think it proves that there's a lot of people out there who want to hear what you're doing. I think quite it, it's un, underselling. I've undersold myself for years in in that respect, just quietly going about about my thing. And there's an awful lot to um, for me. Um, you don't say don't say much, but by by crikey, when you do say something that's worth listening to, yeah. Um, yeah. That, to I think that has power. And on that point. Mm. Could you potentially leave our audience, or could you? Because I think you might have something ready to deliver. Um, some sage piece of advice, guidance for people who might be looking for that, for that sort of advice in their business right now. I think there's um, there's a quote I particularly I particularly like, and and it, it's um, it's worn away from my. Um, I have a emergency contact details on my on my watch and un, under that is is engraved engraved this quote and the the elastic is, is rotted with sweat so i need to need to replace it um and it it's a quote from um an austrian poet that victor frankl put in his book um doctor and the soul and it's what is to give light must endure burning and that that's not about that's not about seeking seeking discomfort it's not about a it's not about a macho, no pain, no gain thing. It, it's a recognition that if change, changing takes effort, work takes effort, performance, high performance is a choice and it's an, it's an effortful choice and it needs constant, constant recharge, constant replenishment and, and constant attention to your ability to recharge and refuel. So I think there's a secondary element to that as, as well is that, the actor the actor suffering doesn't devalue what you're doing so i think for for those those of us who are you know perhaps struggling personally or within our work or wrestling with wrestling with issues my my advice on that is that's okay the question you have is and what so what hmm. so yes it's a yes it's a struggle but how can we how can we find meaning in in that struggle what are we struggling towards and so freeing ourselves up to not 
beat ourselves up about the fact of fact of a struggle, but recognize that that's our that's almost our entry fee for for evolution, for evolving from where we are now to where we want to be is going to take some take some growing pains. And so the fact that you're uncomfortable now is is all right. For sure. I'd rather you weren't I weren't suffering. I wouldn't wish that on on anybody. But it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're not you're not worthy or there's something fundamentally wrong with you. So hang in there and look at what you can do with what you've got rather than looking at all of those things you you don't have um set off by that alarm bell of of the discomfort in the moment. Absolutely. I mean, we might not all be working to to pull trucks, but there are there's another there's another goal out there that we should be perhaps aiming towards. And not every day is going to see us achieve that. But ultimately, you know, that's that's the driver. Yeah. One one other one other quote then I quite I quite like. Um Mark Twain one. Um a child a child's loss of a doll and king's loss of a crown by the by the laws of um proportional events of the same scale. We we undersell our own achievements and our own suffering when we look at look at others and go, Oh yeah, but there are others who have it worse or there are others who've done done more. And you go, it doesn't matter. It it's a thing for it's a thing for you. Your your goal and goal may be a grand description for what you're what you're doing. Um don't don't sell yourself short on that. If it's important to you, it's important to you. And the question is, how do you work towards that? Not, oh yeah, but it's somehow lesser because it's it's not it's not pulling a truck. It's not going to world world championship. It's a, you know what, getting up, facing the day, being a, being a a member of your community, being a, being a father, a, a husband, a, a wife, a daughter, a, a son, a good human being is is a noble is a noble thing to do. Um, don't don't devalue that because there's no outside trappings of of something else. Ben Morris, uh, it's been wonderful talking to you. We could perhaps create a series. Thank <laughs> you. We could a series quite quickly, but it's been wonderful talking to you. Uh, I'm sure you've offered a great deal of insight to our listeners, and uh, I'm sure that there'll be quite a few of those who will want to get in touch with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Your Money and Your Life podcast was brought to you courtesy of Mojas Druid, solicitors and financial planners. Call 0800-533-5349 or visit mojasdruid.com.